Hey everyone, Tanisha Coffee here, aka The Lofty Entrepreneur. If you've wanted to start a business but you haven't done it because you just don't know how, today's the day to lose that excuse. I've created a free interactive blueprint that walks you through the process step by step. So there you have it, barrier removed. You're welcome. Go to www.30minutestartup.com to access your free blueprint. Before you go, click the subscribe button on the Lofty Entrepreneur Show page so you don't miss out on any advice to help you as you grow your business. Thanks for listening today to the Lofty Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Tanisha Coffee, aka the Lofty Entrepreneur. And I did not get through everything I wanted to talk about with Dr. Renee Matthews. I had her on uh, the show a few days ago, and she was just absolutely so amazing. I wanted to talk with her more, so I wanted to have her back on the show. If you haven't watched or listened to that interview yet, you need to go back and watch it. It was amazing, truly inspiring. Such good advice. Um, But I want to go ahead and refresh your memory in case you didn't listen. Um, Dr. Renee is a highly sought after media correspondent slash writer, social media expert and influencer. She does public speaking and she has figured out how to expand her revenue by securing sponsorship and, and doing affiliate and referral marketing. And she is just making her mark on this world. She is a womanpreneur who is doing so much and we can learn so much from her. So today I wanted to give you some juicy tidbits on how she's making it work from a monetary perspective. So, you know, just kind of see what she's doing and how she's figured out how to monetize her brand, her business. Dr. Renee, thank you so much for having, you know, for, for having the time, taking the time to be with me today and for the listeners and you know last time was amazing so i know they're going to get some juicy nuggets out of you today i know that one of your um one of your biggest things you know from your last interview you're a speaker that's one of the ways you're generating income you are doing your pr um you know with those clients but then you also have the sponsorships i've seen the videos I want the tea. I want to know the inside details, like how, I mean, I know some things just kind of come, you know, with time, a lot of it does come with time, but I also know that you're a very strategic thinker. So I want to know the insides of it. Let's start with like the speaking engagements. How do you go about, I know some come to you because of just the place that you are in social media at this point, but when you were starting out, how did you get those speaking engagements and begin to monetize those? So really, I I belong to some organizations and that's where you start. You know, Um, I was a member of the Metro Board, which is the Young Professionals of the Chicago Urban League. And, you know, we had a conference every year and I'd volunteer. Can I speak? You know, I'll speak about this. And so that gave me some, you know, that gave me something to put on my resume, as well as usually there was some, you know, pictures or whatever from it. You know, maybe it was video footage or whatever. But, you know, I did a lot of free stuff. I did, you know, speaking at churches. Um, As a matter of fact, your sorority had me speak at a health fair here in Chicago. And I did that, you know, just a lot of stuff I did for free, but it was just to get stuff under my belt. Also my day job, which I didn't realize this until I went to an actual um, boot camp to to educate me about speaking. Uh, My day job, I was 
lecturing grand rounds lectures for all the doctors and nurses on, on you know, labor and delivery floors. So I had a captive audience and it was just me. And so there was 40 something hospitals that were, you know, people that I had to go to. So I was able to put all of that on my resume as well, because that's speaking. Right. And right. so putting all that together yeah. with my speaker's kit and starting to pitch that. And that's how we started swinging the door open. So how long, how long is about how many free speaking engagements engagement before you felt comfortable enough to say, okay, we're gonna Um, I think I, look, I, I'm getting old. Um, I don't remember how many years I spoke for free. Um, it was after I went to this boot camp and realized how much I could charge is that I was like, oh, we need to start charging for this. And that's when I figured it out because I didn't know how much to charge. So, um, yeah, so I maybe did like two, three years of speaking for free and then started saying, okay, well, you know, I need this, I need that, you know, this, you know, and I probably, I still don't pay it, get it paid as much as I would like to get paid because I am a new paid speaker basically. But, you know, like I went to um, Florida last year and I went to California last year for speaking and so I was like, oh, we're, get, we're getting somewhere here. And so, yeah, exactly. And then also the thing was like Florida, you know, I you helped me to get someone to film it. So then I have a speaker's reel now because before I did have a media, I had a speaker's kit as far as a PDF that had, you know, places I've spoke and these are the names of my talks. But now I have a video to go with it. And you know, video is very powerful these days, so. Um, so then, when you did have, you had built these up after, you know, two, three years of talking, you have this great resume, can make a good, you know, decent speaker's kit. Where are you sending it? Are you using a speaker's bureau? Are you going direct to organizations? No, I do, I do direct myself. So I, you know, if there's a conference I think that I'm interested in, I figure out who do I reach out to, you know, just doing research. Mm -hmm. um, eventually, yes, I would love to have a manager to take care of all of this for me. But in the meantime, in between time, I can reach out to people myself. Right. Yeah. How do you decide where you want to speak to where you go? Because you have so many topics and areas of expertise. But it's, you know, it's the things that I'm interested in. Like if I wouldn't want to go to the conference and I'm like, why would I want to speak there? You know, so it's things that I'm interested in. Yeah. So like even the Women in Automotive Conference, um, you know, I started out engineering major one. Two, I drove, like I said, I drove a lot of cars. And because my father did educate me, I know a lot about cars. Mm -hmm. So that interests me and anything that is propelling women forward, I'm about. So that conference just made perfect sense to me. Um, what, oh, this, so just even during the pandemic, I've done two virtual summits and my third one, I've already recorded it, but it actually comes out Monday. But the first one, she asked me, because it wasn't even supposed to be virtual, it was supposed to be in Miami. She asked me and I said, of course, why wouldn't I do it? You know? Yeah. And, um, and so, and she, you know, she's a friend one, two, it was, um, I was going to be talking about health with some fellow female physicians, black female physicians. So why not? Right. Yeah. And, um, and even the one on Monday is me, it's a, it's a doctor summit, but it's, um, leveraging growth. So it's, you know, to teach doctors basically how to be, make money outside of being doctors. 
So they wanted to talk to me about what I do in my story. So, you know, everything makes perfect sense. Then I did another one that was for West Indian people and it was about health too. You know, so everything, as long as it makes sense, I'm like, okay, sure, you know? And these are ones that came to me. The ones I go to are even conferences that I already attend. Like I go to Essence Festival, so it makes sense. I'm gonna be there. Let me see if I can do some speaking while I'm there. Um, You know, just whatever makes sense. And I'm not a huge concert conference goer. Like I'm not, cause there's some people that go to conferences like two, three a month. That's right. not me. So I'm very selective. <laughs> like, okay, this I would want to go to. Cause I, I, I swear I have self-diagnosed ADD. I don't want to sit there and listen. Right. So, right. So I make sure that it's something that I would want to sit through. And I that's how I pick the ones I want to go to. And if they're in cool places, like if there's some place that I want to be, I'm like, oh, well, I would love to go to such and such because such and such lives there and I want to go visit them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about, so then you've been able to spin because you are um, what I like to deem a master networker, um, you know, like it's so amazing. There'll be people who, you know, my husband knows and of course, you know him, but you don't know. I'm thinking, how do you know who he knows? But somehow, not even six degrees of separation, probably two, you know, you know. So I want to know, I want to know what your secrets are and what your thoughts and philosophy are on networking, because I know that's a huge um, key that has helped to propel you to where you are today. Yes. Um, my thing with networking is one, they're just people. Like if you just remember, they're just people then I think that that helps a lot of people because a lot of people are like, oh, but I can't. Yes, you can. They're just people. Whomever it is, it's just a person. So then I'm really big on that 30-second pitch. You really have to have a 30-second pitch. If you don't have that, then please don't say anything. Just don't walk up to them. The other thing is with my networking is it's networking. It's not, I'm not using. So my thing is I have to offer value to you Yes. or else it doesn't work out well. So walking up to me and saying, I need you is really a turnoff to me. And I'm not, I usually close out and I don't hear what you're saying after that because I need a lot of things too. <laughs> so you need to offer value. And so I think that those are the biggest things that I do is that I, one, I, people are people. I, and I'm always prepared with my 30 second pitch and you can have several different 30 second pitches because let's face it, what, you know, especially when you do as many things as I do, if you meet somebody and they're in this lane, then you need to talk to them about that. But then you need to talk about, talk to this one about, you know, this, like I might be need to talk to somebody about publicity for my client, or I might need to talk to someone about an influencer opportunity for myself. So it's a different conversation. So, you know, you have to have several 30 second pitches and you can try them out on people to make sure that it makes sense and that you're not saying too much in that 30 seconds, because I know I talk fast, but I talk fast and everyone hears what I'm saying. I've never had anyone say, huh? You know, they usually say, wait a minute, are you serious? You know, so I make sure that it all makes sense. I know that I won't miss an opportunity because I didn't have that 30 second pitch. Like I have to have something to say. Perfect example, I, I, I have two pictures with Oprah, but I saw Oprah, she was at an event, she was standing right there. And I text my sister. She goes, well, go say something. I said, I have nothing to say. So I didn't say anything. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna go over there and make a fool of myself. Mm-hmm. I have not a word in my mouth. I was like, I cannot imagine. <laughs> I mean, no, it had to be something. I have to have something, you know? And I was like, I have nothing. So I didn't say anything. Cause I was like, I don't have anything. 
What am I going to say? Remember me? No, I'm not. So <laughs> I just didn't say anything. Right. But yeah, networking is very important because you just never know. The other thing is, like I said, it's networking, not net using. So don't use the people. You have to stay in touch with people in some way, shape, or form. It, it can be very difficult or it can be very easy because of social media and because of email. If you just drop someone a line, not needing something, just saying I'm checking on you is better than always reaching out because you need something. Because people right. think, people remember that and people notice that. Right. And so I'm really good at keeping my connections so that... So when you're sending an email to say, I remember um, in the interview the other day, Dr. Ian Smith, I'm quite certain you've, you know, probably worked on keeping that relationship, you know, alive, you guys, you know, work together. So, you know, what do you do these days? I mean, it's a little different because you did a couple shows with him. Right. So you have more of a rapport with him. But, you know, somebody who you don't know, who you just met that one time to say, oh, I'm just checking in on you. They'd be like, a little bit weird. But, you know, so what are you saying when you're you're not to the point where they know you enough, but they but if, you want to stay on their radar? But you should be able to see something that, you know what I mean? Like if it's on LinkedIn and you see they got a new job or they, you know, and so it's just that even. They posted an article. You respond to the article. It's something, just simple stuff like that. So basically you kind of have your list of people that you're interested in networking with and maintaining relationships with, and you kind of keep them on your radar. So even when you're doing your day-to-day, -day, maybe part of your task this is checking on the people, you know, who you're interested in really want to network with, see what they're doing, supporting what they're doing, and kind of, you know, chiming in, a little message here and there, or, you know, a like there, you know, things so they keep seeing you. Right. My favorite story is Paul Carrick Brunson. If you don't know who, is, who he is, you should find out. But Paul is an amazing human being. And Paul was on Twitter doing matchmaking because he's a matchmaker. He's They call him the modern day hitch. Okay. And one of my friends told me, and, I, and he's a black guy, and he was matchmaking black people. And I was like, oh. So she told me, and so I started following him on Twitter. Well, then he started appearing on every talk show on television. I mean, Ricky Lake was on for the second time. And so he was on that when she was on there. He was on um, Good Morning America. He was on, um, I think, Anderson Cooper. He was on every talk show. And so I would see him. And um, so I would retweet all his stuff that he tweeted. Well, then somehow he said something about he was Jamaican. So then we became Facebook friends because we bonded on being West Indian. Yeah. And so literally I would send him an inbox message of my critique of how he was on the show. Not that this man asked for it. Right. And I still don't know how he speaks to me to this day. But <laughs> my mother goes, you did what? I was like, I know crazy, right? But I did. And I stayed on his radar. Then he tweeted one day and said, who has the best pizza in Chicago? This man lives in DC. So I was like, are you in Chicago? So I DM'd him, are you in Chicago? He's like, yes, sis, that's where you live, right? Yes. He's like, we can meet tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So we met in person. That was the first time we met. He was in Chicago because he was one of the first TV shows on the Oprah Winfrey Network. He was here doing Upfronts, which is when you can like present your show to the advertisers. He was here in town for that. So we met in person. And that was many moons ago when Owen was about to start, we met. And then after that, fast forward a few years after that, I got a message from somebody that worked for him and said, he said, reach out to you. He would like to know if you'd be interested in doing this job for him, unpaid. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So 
And actually he ended up calling me and we talked further about it and I said, sure, I'll do it. So right. I did that. Fast forward, I ended up getting hired to work for him. And I just did, it was like a little freelance thing, no big deal. Well, fast forward today, I'm now his operations manager. Slash, I call myself slash glorified assistant. But, but yeah, so now I'm the gatekeeper to a guy who now moved to UK, has a show in lunch, has a show in London, has had a show on ABC, used to be the host of the Black Enterprise TV show every Sunday. And so, and it was all from networking on Twitter. That's amazing. Okay, but I so used to retweet everything. And he had a book. And what did I do? Tell everyone to buy his book. And I kept telling people to buy his book. So that's really important, the support and just keeping up with people. Do you have a do you have a um, service or something that you use that you put people on a list? Or is it just you being on social media like crazy? Things? Yeah, I have. So they call them CRMs, customer relationship. Thank you. I yeah. don't do that. I No. One, I'm cheap. I'm the cheapest person you'll ever meet. So I would have to pay for that. And I'm not paying for that. And so um, I just, I don't know, like, not to mention I'll scroll through and I'll see the name and be like, oh, hey. Right. And sometimes I scroll through my phone and I'll text people and be like, hey, you know. It's just part of your day. You know, it's just yeah. part of your day. Yeah. It's part of your kind of mindset to just respond and be social and communicate. Right. Okay. And especially in this time, I always think about people like, oh, you know, I should check on so-and-so. Right. You know, and especially, you know, birthdays come up on Facebook. I'll send a happy birthday and we'll end up talking about something else that way I've checked in. So right. when I land in your town, you don't look at me cross-eyed when I say, Hey, I'm here. And you're good, <laughs> about, you're good about making those calls and those text messages, letting people know you're coming. So that's good. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to know how you are getting these, um, like the sponsorships that you're getting, um, and some of the product placement that you're, that you're a part of. Tell me about that. I know we talked about it a little bit last yeah. time. So I, um, I, so I reached out to a lot of people at first, like I have a list, it's still there and I check them off as I go. But I reached out to a lot of things that I, like, I literally look around and was like, what do I eat? What do I drink? What do I buy? What do I use? And I reach out mm -hmm. and some say yes. Some say no. I'm like, okay, move on. I, I perfect example, I reached out to Thinks and I reached out to them because, thanks for the period panties, I reached out to them because a whole bunch of bloggers got some and reviewed them. And I knew they got them for free. And I was like, well, I thought it was a crazy idea, the whole period panty thing, but if I was gonna get them for free, I would try it. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to them and they gave me a very fast no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, and I was too cheap to buy them. So I was like, oh well. They had a sale, Black Friday sale. I bought some okay. and they changed my life. I loved them. So then I bought another pair and then I bought another pair. So fast forward two years later, they have their official um, uh, brand ambassadorship program. We're called the okay. Thinks Leaders. I was the first one they set on the list okay. to call. And that's how I became a Thinks Leader. And now that was 2018, so, so and I'm still. What about some of the other brands? Because I think you are a brand ambassador for Spanx too. No, you, no. What, what, there was Thanks and Speaks, and what, they're the, they're the same company. Which one? Which one did you go to? Because I saw a picture. I can remember a picture from social media where you were like in their warehouse, their workshop, or Thanks. something. Thanks. Oh, that was Thanks. Okay. So, 
where do you find, like, how do you even figure out who to reach out to? I know some companies have been them faster, but how do you even find out, like, who do you even contact to say? No, you honestly, LinkedIn is your best friend. LinkedIn is your best friend. LinkedIn is your best friend. One, you need to make sure your LinkedIn profile is extremely complete and they give you percentages. You want to be as close to 100 as possible. I think I'm at 90 something. But you want to make sure that you have everything on there. LinkedIn allows you to put a portfolio if you're an artist. They allow you to put your video links if you have videos on YouTube. They allow you to put your writings if you've you know, written for publication. They allow a whole lot now. LinkedIn is your best friend. And on LinkedIn, you can literally look and see who is in charge of customer relations or consumer relations or who's in charge of who's the the PR person might be your entry you in, you know entry you could ask them who you need to talk to but they probably are not necessarily the person nowadays every company just about has a social media something engagement person or something that's a title you can search you know, so really it's just looking at the company and then some of these companies are really small and right. you just didn't know they were that small till right. you go on LinkedIn and figure out how small they are. You could just reach out to the, um, you know, founder of the company. Yes. And they might respond. So honestly, it's just researching. Um, most, you know, every company has a website. Go to the website, contact us and fill out the form and see what happens. Do you think that what makes you more appealing to those brands compared to someone else? Do you think it's your passion about the product? Do you think it's your social media following? Do you think it's, you know, because you've been an entrepreneur for years and, you know, kind of out there in the media so they can put your name in immediately, boom, 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 stuff pops up. What do you think was your, is your biggest kind of? I think it really is a combination of all of it. I, I mean, I, but I told things. I, I said I love them. I am in love with them. You need me. I love this product. This is amazing. It's saving me money. It's saving my clothes. It's saving. I told them you need me. This is perfect for me. Um, the natural deodorant. I said, you guys, I, you need me because my, I understand why it's important because there's no aluminum. There's no, um, there's no aluminum and no baking soda. A lot of people, baking soda burns their skin. Mm -hmm. So I said, and I, you know, there's no studies that say that deodorant causes breast cancer, but I really think there may be some sort of connection. So I, and it's a vegan product. This deodorant's a vegan product and that's very important to people. And so I was like, and I work, and actually I did PR for them. After I started using the product, I became their publicist. And I'm not their publicist anymore, but I'm still a brand. I'm a brand ambassador now. So I think that, you know, I stand behind. I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. It just makes sense. And then, like I told you about the um, platform that I use for streaming. It made sense. Like, I love it. I use it. I tell people about it. I reached out to them and was like, hey, do you have something? And they really don't. But then they did something for me because I was like, hey. So on some of these, so some programs you have, you have the sponsorships, you know, sometimes where they may be sending you a product either because you reached out to them or because you've been talking about it so much, they found out and they're like, Hey, we might yep. as well kind of put you on. So that's how you're getting some of the sponsorships and, um, some of the brand ambassadorships. And then you talked about like the live streaming. Now with them, you're an affiliate, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another, so you have sponsorships slash product yeah. placements. You have the, um, affiliate marketing that you're yes. involved in. Um, 
you have the speaking that's a, a revenue generation you have your pr clients that's generating revenue so and i like, get paid to host um i have two shows i i host um out of office with dr renee which is in 45,000 doctors offices across the country and in walgreens with the clinics um and so i get paid to host tv okay. shows so that too so what i'm hearing is one of the keys to being a successful entrepreneur is definitely developing multiple streams of income they you know there's a spine you know you're the spine you're in the center but then you don't just have to stick with just one total niche thing you can niche out from where you are and use your different areas of expertise to kind of create that overall revenue right yes i interviewed lisa nichols on the ask dr renee show she said the average millionaire has seven streams of income okay now that's the number we can root for well renee exactly. i want to thank you so much so much for once again taking the time out to speak with me today um time is short we've talked so long my computer is running out of power so, so, you know, I still have more questions in my head. So I know whether you want to or not, I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to get you back on, um, back on my show again, down, the, down the line, because I, I feel like my listeners can get so much value and undoubtedly doubt value if they, you know, watching your show and keeping track of you. So I want them to know where they can find you. Please let them know where can they find you on social. I'm Ask Dr. Renee at, on all social platforms. So that's A-S-K-D-R-R-E-N-E-E. -E. And I'm on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest. And um, my website is really simple. It's askdrrenee.info, I-N-F-O, which is because I'm a resource of information. And so you can find me any of those places. Okay, well, thank you again so much. I truly appreciate you. Everyone else, thank you so much once again for listening in to the Lofty Entrepreneur Podcast. If you haven't done so already, or if you're watching this on YouTube, please do subscribe to the channel, support me, support Renee. Um, we're all in this together as entrepreneurs. And thanks once again. I'll talk to you guys soon. Ready to catapult your business to the next level? Check out Dr. Renee's Live Stream Like a Pro course. From top streaming platforms to the equipment you'll need, she'll teach you how to go live with TV quality video. Visit www.askdrrenee.info, click on the Courses tab to start learning today.